Yeah. Welcome to the Shiesty Show. Yeah. Welcome to the Shiesty Show. Yeah, we back live, man. We took the week off. Uh, had some things, some family issues going on, but we back. We here for another week. There's been a lot of news. We got to get right to it. You know what it is. Talking news, drinking brews. Um, let's get right to it, man. Another episode of the Shiesty Show. Episode 8, I believe. Uh, let's get right into it, man. First thing I want to talk about, I haven't got to talk about uh, Jerry Jones. Racist picture from the 50s. Um, damn, man. I don't know how to feel about it. Uh it just shows me that those emails John Gruden has, he's not the only one that thinks like that in the NFL. Now, I know Jerry Jones has probably changed a lot of black men's lives by providing them money for a service of playing football. But do I think he's racist? It's up in the air, man. You know, he's uh, it's not the first time he says something a little crazy. Um, but could you really judge somebody? At the age of 15, do they change? Can people change? If you believe in second chances, is there a, a belief that he can change from being a racist white young teenager to an old white man? Um, now, I do believe that a lot of these owners, uh, a lot of these coaches, John Gruden showing us, um, I believe they talk like this, man. Behind closed doors, I believe they they air it all out and talk like this. Um you know, Jerry didn't come out and say anything, but just from what the picture was showing, uh, these black kids trying to get into a white school after everything had been segregated and them trying to keep them out. Um, I saw the picture myself. He is in the picture. Uh, can I judge him for, for being 15 and maybe not knowing what's right and what's wrong and maybe just following in a crowd, um, following his friends. You got to think. This is a different time in the U.S., the 50s, uh, a lot more racist, a lot more um, segregation. So, you know, he, he definitely was growing up in a different time in life than what it is now. And um, to me, honestly, I don't know what to call it. I don't know what Jerry Jones does behind closed doors. I don't know what he says. But from what I see, I believe he can change, man. Um, he's around black athletes all day long uh I, I think i think for him not to gain a respect or a love for him being around him you know pretty much you know big part of his life you know especially with him owning a football team uh, i think he could change man and, and I, I don't think someone should be judged off the things they do when they're 15 to when they're 80 year old man it's a completely different person. I know how I was thinking and what I was thinking about when I was 15. It wasn't always good. There's a lot of secrets out there that people hold that they're not ever going to tell you. Take them to the grave. So, um, you know, I think people can change. Uh, Jerry Jones, that was some racist shit. I won't lie. Uh, he also said the thing about taking a knee, about if any of his players did that. Uh, it was a sign of disrespect. So he has come out this pocket before, but, um, I ain't going to hold that one to Jerry, man. I ain't going to hold that one to him. Dion and a lot of these guys saying he a good guy. I'm going to go with what they say, man. Uh, next on the list, we got an injury update here. We got two big injuries over this football, uh, 
season. I didn't get to come last week and talk about the Vaughn Miller injury. I think that's a big blow to the Buffalo Bills. They just won the game on Sunday, uh, Sunday night. But I still think that uh, Vaughn Miller was a key piece, man. He was he, he revitalized his career to the most because on the Rams he was he came on toward the playoffs. But um, definitely for Buffalo, man, he was having a solid year, racking up them sacks, looking like he caught lightning in a bottle and uh, looking like the Denver Von Miller for a little bit. You know, he's still a great defender, and um, that's a big loss. That's a big loss to Buffalo, one of the contending teams down the stretch. Maybe right now as these games start to close out, they might not feel it right now, but definitely come playoff time, they're going to miss that presence coming off the edge. Um so man, it's, it's that's that's a big injury. The next one was Kyle Murray was watching this game. Didn't look like he got hit or anything. He just kind of made a move, made a move real quick. And when he dug his leg in, uh, he kind of it kind of tweaked on him. Um, I did hear during the game he was questionable. Not too sure how serious that injury is, but um, hopefully he's well, man. And the and, and the Cardinals uh come back. You know they kind of fell off. To, uh, riding out more in the middle of the season. Um, but I uh, hope all is well with those two guys, man. Big, big, big key pieces for those offenses and defenses that I mentioned. We also got my boys from the Las Vegas Raiders. We got my boys uh, coming back. We got Waller, Renfro looking good, looking healthy. From we hear, Josh McDaniel says they should play against the Pats. We need this game. The Raiders have a slither of hope. They still have a slither of hope um, for the playoffs, man. So they got to they gotta come win at this game against Patriots. You know, of course, Bill Belichick always wants to have a good game against the Raiders because he doesn't like to remember the tuck rule game. You know, a lot of those guys, Brewski, uh, a lot of those guys like to, to act like that. that wasn't a fumble. Everybody knows it was a fumble. And they always feel some type of way when they speak about the Raiders, whether it's on television, as an analyst, or as a coach. They just come in with this type of uh, bravado, this swaggy attitude about the Raiders. So let's let's bring it to him, man. He ain't got Tom Brady no more. Let's go and wreck these boys. Cause you know what? I was highly embarrassed, highly embarrassed of my boys letting Baker Mayfield come off the street in some street clothes and come in and and put a game winning drive against us. You know what I mean? And um, pull out that victory. That that was. I wonder why Devontae Adams left the locker room early. I would have too, man. You know what? It's as a winner and as a as a player of sports, when you got your foot on the gas, you got to keep your foot on the gas. And that's the thing the Raiders have not did this year. They've had leads. They get comfortable. They come out at halftime. They shit the bed, and we lose. Derek Carr, sorry to say, man, I think after this year, like I've been saying, it's time for him to leave. It's time for us to take a high draft pick. You know, whether we well, we make the playoffs or not, it's time to take that first-round pick and let's go get a quarterback because that game, you can't strictly rely on Adams and Jacobs to carry the team every game. The defense played enough, kept them at three points pretty much the whole game. Who does the game fall on? It falls on Derek Carr, man. You got Mac Hollins. You got Cole Jr., Cole Sr., I believe. You know, you got uh, Monroe. You got Jacobs out the backfield. You got to find different weapons and not just force feed Adam the whole game. And if he's not open, 
throw these ridiculous jump balls and, and pray. Seems like Derek Carr throws it up and prays. He puts out one of those uh, candles you get from the 99 cent store. He lights that on fire and he prays for God life to make it the pass. But, you know, it's it's got to end, man. It's got to end. He's been there nine years getting paid like a top quarterback, but hasn't won nothing. Hasn't won a playoff game getting paid like a Aaron Rodgers. You know, man, it's just it's just disappointing to to ride high on three wins and come in and lose that way to a team that was, you know, offensive line, different quarterback, just everything that could go wrong for them went wrong. And they pull out the victory against a team that's making a push. That's not supposed to happen, man. Um, so, you know, like I said, that they fall to the Rams, you know, now our playoff hopes is really slim when we should have just went out and won and we'd be making our own destiny. But now we got to rely on other teams to lose and to finagle our way into a position to at least hopefully make the playoffs. Um, But like one thing, the two bright spots, like I said, you can't rely on to do it every single game because they're going to get locked up. Defenses are going to play to their way, but Jacobs and Adams, man, are still tearing up Adams. Thousand yard receiver his first year. He's at, I believe, 12 touchdowns right now. Um, through what, 14 games? Uh, he's he's been lighting in the bottom, man. He's everything that's advertised. He's everything we wish he would be. Uh, I just pray he gets a better quarterback soon. Jacob, same thing, man. He he's on the contract year. He knows he was on the bubble. It was time for him to shine and, and really show up. And uh, he's been the best running back in the league, man. Most yards, most hundred yard games. Um, so the, those are the two bright spots that we have right now for the Raiders. Very disappointed in that game, man. Um, I didn't even want to go to work because I had, a, you know, I had some people looking for me when I came to work and shit. I had to dip out, like act like I didn't know them. But you know, it's just <laughs> fuck the Rams. Um, but you know, like I said, man, a win is a win. They got us. Uh, even if it's one point, whatever it is. Max Crosby was getting held. I did see uh, videos of that. But at the end of the day, man, you gotta be smarter. You shouldn't. Tillman should have never. Uh, Tillery should have never knocked the ball out of his hands. Keep your composure, man. Act like you've been there. Big sack. That really was a turning point of the game right there. And uh, the Rams pull it out, man. So, but we got a big game this week. Raiders and the Patriots. So let's hope that that goes a little bit better and uh, we can pull it out, man. Pull it out. So uh, next on my list, we got Deion Sanders. My boy, pride time. Uh, you know what, man? Leaving Jackson State, I got mixed emotions about the situation. Um, I feel like when you have an opportunity, wherever you're at in your life, wherever you work at, you always want to elevate, like Dion says. You want to elevate. You want your hard work that you put in somewhere, you want it to be noticed, and you want it to be rewarded. Now, can I fault Dion for taking the best move for him and his family financially? I can never fault a man for getting his money and taking care of his family. That's first and only priority for a man uh, is take care of your family, man. No matter what you do, take care of your family. And um, I can't fault him in that way to bring his son also to a top recruitment place like Colorado. Maybe they haven't been good in these past years. I'm not the biggest college football fan but i will start to get into it because now coach Pratt is on there but you know i gotta 
I got to really uh, take my time with it because I had the week off last week from doing this podcast, uh, this shiesty show. But I got to say this, man, it's giving me a lot of time to kind of reflect on why people are mad and why people are happy for him. Um, like I said, I know, I know that for him, for his family, I know it's a big achievement for Dion as a coach going from, he was coaching high school football, probably getting paid next to nothing to go to that, to go to Jackson state, to get paid some nice change, not, not too heavy for Dion, but some nice change than to go to a place like Colorado where they're really going to shell out some money for Dion. Um, I can't fault him in that regard. Now, my mixed emotions is this. I've seen a lot of interviews with the pivot, with a lot of sports interviews, 21st and Prime, Prime Time's own podcast. I heard him say he wanted to change the way college football looked at HBCUs. He wanted to change the recruitment process. He wanted to be top, bring top recruits to HBCUs for us, by us, right? FUBU. Kind of the same process. That's that's what I related to. He went out there. He spoke his mind a lot in these interviews. Talking about why we got to go to these Power 5 schools. We should invest in us. Invest in historically black colleges. Uh, he really was out there preaching that word. Um, I listened to Dion a lot. You know, he's a great motivator, a great, uh, very well with his words, well spoken. Um, so I listened to him a lot, and I just think that he sold a lot of people on a dream to want to invest. Eddie George becoming a head coach for uh, a team too, I believe, in Texas. Um, don't miss, don't quote me on that, but I know Eddie George is also a head coach for HBCU right now. So he was, the tide was looking like it was starting to turn. And as soon as it started to turn and look like HBCUs were going to start bringing in more money, more revenue, better players, better competition, better uh, placements in these, in these college rankings, he dipped out and went to Colorado. Can I fault him? I can't, man. Like I said, first thing is always take care of your family. He preached the word. He did go to Jackson State. They went to the championship twice. Uh, he put in his time. He lost some toes. He's not 10 toes down. He said he's eight toes down always. <laughs> but, you know, in all seriousness, man, he brought swagger. He brought a fire he brought the fans, you know, he brought new locker rooms for the team. So I don't think Dion's time there was wasted. It was well served. I feel like he, five years in, I think would have been a perfect time to leave the HBCU in better hands. I think he left a little too early, if I'm going to give my personal opinion on the way he was talking, because he was talking big, big money. But what I also did here that made Dion look at it a different way, and I don't know how true this is. You know, you can't believe everything you read on the internet. But uh, I did hear that he went to a lot of celebrities, LeBron James-type celebrities. I don't know if LeBron's in there, but high-ranking celebrities and asked him, well, what are you guys going to donate? Are you guys going to help me push this forward? 
and he got crickets. No response from people you would think. They talk big game on the internet. It's easy to go Twitter fingers, post a couple words, and God bless. It's easy to do that. But when it comes time to hitting some pockets, you really see who's who's really about the about to get the about the process and really helping people out like they say they want to. And not just for Instagram or Instagram post, you know, to get a couple likes. You know, so and I and I believe that, man. I believe at the end of the day everyone's out for themselves. And Dion made the best choice for himself. So, you know, but good luck to Jackson State. Hopefully they could carry the tradition that Dion put there. And then planning for them. And shout out to Dion. No hate for me, man. I'll just give you my opinion here on the Shiesty Show. Whether you like it, you love it, you don't. It's just what I got to say. Get it off my chest. Next, we got Lionel Messi. I don't know if I said it right. Lionel Messi. <laughs> uh, I asked one of my boys today at work. I said, is he the Michael Jordan of soccer? I call it soccer. I know you guys want to call it football. But I call it soccer. Uh, he told me. Yeah, but if you look at Michael Jordan as the GOAT. And then he wanted to tell me how LeBron James was the greatest thing since sliced bread. But I had to tell him how that go. <laughs> Kobe, baby. But anyways, Lionel Messi, man. Um, Argentina made it to the World Cup. You know, so we got a couple. We got one more game to see who's going to be there in the finals. I'm definitely going to keep my eyes on that. Not the biggest soccer fan, but, you know, it's closing in right now. So. Um, you know, we're going to check that out. Lionel Messi. I got to check out some highlights, man. See if you really the Jordan of this thing. Um, Meg and Tori, man. I want to get into this real quick. Meg and Tori. Um, hold on here. Meg and Tori. We going to really see who was lying and who was telling the truth. We really going to see. Of black women use that trust all women. You remember that one that was going around? Trust all women. We're going to really see if they use that to their advantage in situations. Because that really fucks it up for the women that are really getting shot by dudes. If you're going to go out there and lie and follow the lie all the way through. And you come out on the bad side of this. This ain't going to look good for black women. Women in general. Um... But at the same time, man, if it comes out that Tory shot her, me personally, I like Tory Lane's music, but I can't roll with somebody shooting a female, man. That's just like socking a female, um, even 10 times worse, you know, but to me, if you're willing to shoot a female, you ain't got no regard for her life, respect. So I ain't rocking with it, but we're going to have to see. We're going to see what the truth is. It's eventually coming out now. They waited two years. They prolonged it as long as they could. Whoever did it, whether it was Megan or Tori, someone was doing that, prolonging it as long as they could. But the situation's here now. they in court. So I just want to see what's going to happen, man. I'm, I'm, I'm on the fence. I believe some shit she says. I believe shit Tori says. But they always say there's three sides to a story. His, hers, and the truth. So truth gonna come out, man. And um, I'm gonna keep a close eye on this one. I've been, I've been kind of keeping an eye on. It. I don't really like Meg's music too much. I'm not the. 
Shake it like a that that. That ain't that ain't my that ain't my shit, you know. So, but Tory, I I think Tory a great artist. You know, he seems like a chill dude, but if he really did this, uh, you heard it here first, scumbag shit. Last thing I want to get to, man, on a serious note here. We trade the merchant of death for Brittany Griner. Um, mixed emotions as well, man. You happy to see her home with her family? I couldn't picture going through something like that. But at the same time, you did break the law. Now, if someone comes into this country and breaks the law, whether they're from here or not, you go to jail. Um, was the was the the punishment worth the crime? Probably not. Nine years for some for some cartridges. Probably not. Was she a pawn in this war between Russia and Ukraine? Definitely. Definitely was a pawn. Um, now I'm hearing about this Marine that they also could have got, but didn't, but they got Brittany Griner and it, and it's like, what, because Brittany Griner can shoot a ball into a basket. She's worth more than someone that gave their life to the country. I just think that's a little off, man. It's a little off. And, uh, he was there as a spy. He's not innocent either. You know, but countries do that all the time. They send in spies to learn information, learn about different countries. If you get caught, you know what you're doing. Um, so I just think that they should have really pushed to have a two for one. I think the guy that gave up, if you guys ever seen the movie Lord of Lord of War with uh, Nicolas Cage, that's who that movie is about. The young, all the young folks that watch this shiesty show, uh, go and watch that movie and find out who he's about. Um, if this was an NBA trade, it's like we got Luke Walton and Russia got Michael Jordan. <laughs> oh man. Nah, nah. They got, okay. I will say Jordan. Let me say something a little more present. They got KD and we got Luke Walton in this fucking deal. All right. No draft picks, no nothing. No extra, no extra players for the bench, my Marine boy over there. But I will say this. I didn't hear about a Marine being trapped over there until Brittany Griner was trapped over there. Uh, you know, the news don't give us that, huh? But when they play basketball and she's a part of the LBGQT community, also being black, um, I think it's a political move, man. It's the Biden administration trying to show... They know what time it is. Uh, election time coming up. Um, at the end of the day, man, Republican or Democrat, they don't give a fuck about us. They push their own agendas. They make their own laws. You know, um, but that's for another time, another day. Do I think it was right? I do not. I don't think you... You bring someone home just because they're good at basketball and you don't bring home a Marine. Um, I think you should have made the the trade more reasonable for somebody like him that was quoted saying that he was selling weapons to terrorists of America to kill Americans. Um, you know, that's a wild thing, man. For a basketball player to be traded for someone like that, like I said, I gave you the equivalent of the trade. 
But it is what it is. Election time, you're going to see a lot of this. Just keep your eyes open and realize when they pull in the scheme and the stunt on you because it's scandalous out here and it's shysty. And that's another episode of the Shysty Show. I'm your host, Matt, and we out, baby.